there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Hi, Natasha. <laughs> Hi, Anne. Hi, Marie. There's Hello. no other way to be but bold, right? Like, for me, no. For me, no. And I usually, uh, and not everyone appreciates my honesty. This is what I've learned throughout my life. Uh, a lot of people get aggressive, get defensive, or tr- get triggered. But I really appreciate honesty, even in other people, as long as there's it's uh, it's expressed with uh, certain respect honesty straightforwardness is a beautiful thing and being bold is being honest so i am totally pro bold (laughs) were you always like this because i certainly have only grown into this in the last year in my life i thought i was but i realized i was not being truthful uh favoring pleasing other people over that so how did this come to you so young ah so young i really take this as a compliment I keep it like this. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I think I've been always like this. I have been always an outcast. I always was very unconventional in my way. It's not being unconventional just for the sake of being unconventional. I just very analytical in my mind. So I always analyze and and, and always um, kind of like come up with my own decision and express it. But very often people call it bold because it's so different to what other people believe in and what society believes in so i'm kind of used to it like but i will always agree when there is a sense it's not just as i say it's not just a rebellious nature and if you believe in human design for example because i'm into astrology human design and all of that and there's a it's basically a mix of astrology numerology and psychology and there is a very strong definition of me being very provocative in the way i communicate so it's kind of like i guess it's part of your blueprint you you learn to make it respectful because if i would be younger maybe i would say i'll be more aggressive now definitely i'm not aggressive i'm very loving but i'm honest that's crazy Mm. that you bring up human design because i've heard of that in and out of uh, my work and just my interest. And then yesterday I listened to a podcast about it and I thought, okay, this is not like some weird woo woo thing. Like it's very, it's rooted oh. in science. It is science. A lot of people always uh, very, very like, like super enthusiastic to slaughter it in terms of like its accuracy. Right. But you just don't understand it. You, it doesn't mean that it's tarot. Tarot is something that I would question. This is purely for me a nonsense. And I'm going to be again, very honest myself, but this is like, it's actually a a well-developed science, including the astrology. You cannot judge a person by the star sign. It's like the smallest tip of the iceberg. You got to look at a lot of other things. I do not hire without looking at the person's chart because your CV to me is meaningless. You can say you're very good at marketing. You're very good. You're super organized. And I look at your chart 
with a professional because I'm not a professional. And I see you are chaotic, you are unreliable. Uh, you, I can see everything. Obviously, like you can imagine my inner circle and all my potential love interests go through the same screening. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm still single. I should not see so much before it even starts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it and I'm still single too, but maybe I've been doing it sort of on a different level. <laughs> maybe it's just like, you know, sometimes you just gotta let go. Yeah, and this yeah. is what I'm embracing, embracing um this year is just like no one is perfect. There will always be something to work on. There will always be something to have a hard conversation about. And almost like, okay, give me a challenge now. I think I worked on myself for such a long time. I really went from zero to hundred in terms of personality, how I see the world, how I control my emotions, how I control my triggers, how I work on my traumas, which we all have. And now I feel like, okay, give me that that challenge now. Like I, I've learned, I've graduated. Now it's time to kind of like, you know, go out there and leave it. So, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your story. Like tell us where you came from and how this whole thing got started and what led you from there to health name. Um. So I was born and raised in Estonia um, in a very, very small village. Um I, I can't say that we had a terrible life. It was just like a super average. Mom was, was always working. Dad was not there. They divorced. And we were kind of by ourselves with my brother doing our own thing. Um, never really had like a super close family. It's just I'm not blaming anyone. It's just what it is. Like quite dysfunctional, quite common. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, I started um, um misbehaving very early basically so that that rebellious nature maybe was started started to come out because i my mom was not always around she was super busy working like constantly trying to provide for us so i was just by myself and i got into drugs quite early to be honest like i was i was very unhealthy i was a smoker at a very young age i think at 17 18 i already started to smoke i was uh, into alcohol i was like partying all the time um hanging out with completely wrong people it was very opposite the type of natasha so um i think by the like obviously speed it up and fast forward a couple of years my health started to take its toll because i could easily have no food throughout the whole day even sometimes for days and just literally leave, uh, I don't know, on wine or whiskey and Coca-Cola and a cigarette. Like I was disaster. And I openly say that because then whoever tells me, oh, I cannot remove bread. I'm like, guys, if I can do this, literally anyone can do this. I was the absolute opposite of health. But by the age of 22, so I started like abusing my body from 18 to like 22, I got diagnosed with hypothyroid. It was also a, an autoimmune. So my body already really was not happy. My liver was in a terrible condition. When I did my first bioresonance session in Austria uh, with a professional, he said, oh my God, at 22, what happened to you? Your liver is destroyed. Uh, so obviously it's all this alcohol and disgusting food. And I really didn't look at my nutrition at all. And I didn't even exercise. I think my first gym session was around 27. Like it was really bad. Like the, the 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 way I was brought up is kind of like I'm paying all the debts now for me abusing my immunity earlier. So uh, and then I had a PCOS and I was the a depression and my insulin resistance. So I was a pre-diabetic already at 22. So when all of this kind of came to me, um, maybe that's when a little bit of, of a wake up call happened, and I'm like, huh. 
And then whenever I'm usually told something that something is for life, you have to go on a hormonal therapy, there's nothing you can do. This is where I think the biggest trigger, because I'm such a fighter, I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 let me, let me research that, look into it. And then I did. And then that's kind of like exactly when my health obsession started. It didn't, I didn't transform everything right away. It took years and years and years to get me where I am, where I can now officially say I'm probably the healthiest person that I know and probably the most obsessed about health. But it was like then a small habit at the time. So I had a rash all over my body, which I couldn't fix. And then I removed dairy and I realized, oh, wow, dairy actually causing me rash. So this is when my anti-dairy obsession started, like around 24, 25, I realized dairy is really bad. So that's one thing that I started to remove. Obviously, I started uh, to work on my smoking. I quit smoking only at around age of 25. Uh, so it was like step by step. And then it got more and more and more. I got into really into anatomy, biochemistry, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine. Uh, obviously, I started hot yoga and I just did multiple detoxes. I, I traveled the world going to those detox farms, doing water fasting, juice fasting. I don't know, antifungal protocols, antiparasitic. I did bioresonance. I did like anything you can imagine I did. I did even crazy thing to work on your emotional health because we cannot separate it. I'm sure there was some trauma. Um acquired from my lifestyle even on an emotional level because my mom wasn't really available my dad was not there I was like by myself so I had to do all this mistake by myself and then I did like a family constellation which is looking at your generational traumas it's a probably another topic but I was trying to heal myself from all levels and it did and it did work uh people who tell me now you cannot heal PCOS I say I'm sorry I disagree I'm usually more aggressive than that, <laughs> but but I did. PCOA is gone, uh, hypothyroid gone. You can work on your thyroid. You can improve your hormones. They're actually self-regulating. When you start getting healthier and healthier, they take care of it. The body takes care of everything by itself. You don't really need to know how to do it when you follow the basics, when you work on your sleep, your nutrition, um, meditation, you know, like um, everything. Hot yoga is a, a great contributor because your bad cholesterol, like by blood test, goes within three months. It, it improves dramatically just from hot yoga, even if you don't change anything else. So these kind of things that I learned. And then it's, it's just now I spend a lot of time in my own money just to go to different, meet professors, meet people talking about longevity, stem cells. Um, it's just like now I got the basics, right? Now I know everything so all my businesses and all my passions you can literally track all my interests throughout my life by the businesses i set up so first it was hot yoga i was I got obsessed and then i set up first yoga studio it wasn't even a drip there was another one uh, a while ago in 2012 which i sold called raw and then I'm like, okay, I want to have a dairy-free dessert. I want to have gluten-free and coconut yogurt. And in 2015, I set up a food manufacturing company called Manchuri. I had like two flow facility in Alcus here in Dubai, producing everything from scratch, gluten, dairy, and sugar-free. And we were supplying to waiters and spinners. And this was like my my way of expressing to the community that I got you, you know. I, I burned money. I lost money. So I'm going to be honest. But it's like my passion drives me. It's not. I'm not necessarily commercial. I'm not always is like taking into account that certain things may not be economically physical but i can't help it i just want to create businesses that are good for the community it's just something that even for myself i'm the first the customer for drip for organic food for for whatever by residence now we do for the supplements that i take i take my own supplements i it's almost like if no one can do it i will do it this is my mindset now mm. there's just so uh much 
crap out there as well. I'm sure you came across when you're going through this journey that you're sifting through. And then one of the, one of the criticisms that's always leveled against some of the integrative doctors who have their own supplement line is, oh, they just have their own supplement line. And so the sort of mainstream medical side uses that to discount people, I find. But I always think like it's so hard to find good supplements that if I was at that level, I probably would launch my own line of supplements too. Because because you can't really find what you need on your own. There's just so much weird stuff out there. What's would when people or do people criticize you for selling supplements? Because that gets slagged all the time. And what do you think it, about I, that? I'm sure they do, just not in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I am sure that they do. But it's it's up to them. Obviously, I uh, I try to be super transparent in all my communication. As I said, some people even are un super uncomfortable with my honesty. But I scrutinize my supplies. I scrutinize the traceability. Uh, I look at every. I cannot sleep at night. It's just who I am. It's super important for me to deliver something of the high quality. And I feel like it's so obvious to others when they're like feelers and other things. And I look at it it's like, how do you not understand? This is not even good for you. Uh, but it's also lack of in lack of education. Like I know biochemistry. If I look at certain supplement and I see, I don't know, one thing that mineral is there and that cancels another one for many people it, it it doesn't make any sense like multivitamins a lot of them cancel each other if you take them at the same time mm. um or you only extract one is that people don't understand so it's like i always say do your own research you don't have to trust me uh, you don't have to take my word for it but it, i think throughout the time that people may be engaged with me they've learned this about me that i am I am uh, really particular about the things that I do and um, it's uh, commercial profits is not my number one priority. I do it for, for something else. Uh, maybe if I would do it for purely for commercial purpose, I'll be in a completely different commercial position right now. Uh, but I stick to my guns and I think that credibility also, a lot of people do message me like, whatever you say, I trust you because of how honest you are i think people feel it's something you can't really do with a lot of money you can't uh, buy credibility you can't buy trust especially i think a lot of supplements uh, brands are very um corporate and and people really don't don't trust a lot when it comes from a very strong powerful corporate organization because everyone understands it's a business it's a money machine but there are there are brands that i personally trust and i openly say like i trust thorn they put so much money behind uh the the studies the behind the products and their highest quality that's why they're not the cheapest right like other brands i already question and i there are sites out there there are sites out there that you can do your own research that actually takes the all the famous brands and even looks at their labeling their labeling mismatch completely or what's actually on the inside that they're independent studies like that and and then some brands are super super clean and this is what you can do as a customer so i always encourage in the age of complete propaganda and brainwashing you cannot really fully trust anyone you do need to do your own research and then base your opinion on that research for yourself so let's you brought up propaganda and brainwashing and this is something i'm trying to wrap my head around in medicine be because it just seems like when it comes to our bodies and our health there is you hear about misinformation, but I sometimes feel the real misinformation is what you said earlier, is trying to obfuscate what you said earlier, which is our bodies know what to do. You just need to support them. Mm. What is going on with top line with health, 
do you think? Because there are people feeling terrible everywhere and sort of limping through life. What is going on with them and why can't they get help from medicine? Because the modern medicine doesn't recognize toxins, mold, parasites as a main contributor to your health issues, period. Uh, let's not talk about food because that's pretty obvious. If you eat, if, if you eat rubbish, you cannot expect great health or you cannot expect great health for a long time. So it, it may be working for you right now, but it won't be at a certain point. There will be, there will be issues. But I also see at the same time people who are assuming or are eating more or less healthy, but they're full of mold parasites and viral infections, um, bacterial infections that contribute to so many health issues. But conventional medicine does not recognize it. Like, really, it does not recognize it. It's, go it's only what it can do for you is to numb the symptom, but not to address. You will not find a conventional doctor tell you, oh, you need to do antiparasitic cleanse. You will not find it. This is the problem. Because also at the same time, when you're coming to a doctor, I'm not even blaming the doctors, right? Like, they own a really bad salaries. They're really not motivated. They, they got educated in the 90s and they really don't read a lot of the latest studies. And they also have around 20 minutes to diagnose you and give you a solution. You as a customer, we as a customer, coming, complaining about certain things, uh, we usually discard the, the oh you should be eating healthy or or you should be you should work on your stress levels. We actually say no, I don't care. Give me a solution. You as a doctor, you are obliged to provide me with a solution, quick one. I don't want to stop eating rubbish. I don't want to stop drinking alcohol. I don't want to stop eating sugar. It's impossible, but give me a solution. So it's in our way, also our own fault, because we are not prepared to do the changes that needed for health. So it goes both ways. If you are prepared, then yes, there are sources where you can learn from. There are, it's not easy. If you've been abusing your body like me for first 20 years, let's say for first 25 years of age, the next 25 years of age is going to, try and rep, you know, and make it up for all this damage that you've done. And I'm aware of this. Maybe I need to work more to, uh, harder than any other person. Like, for example, me eating deep fried food may actually affect me more than the person who is already kind of like, I don't know, more or less had a strong immune system because uh, it also built up a lot of resistance when you're younger. And I actually didn't allow my body to get stronger. So that's probably I would the, how I would describe it. But if you really don't know where to start, definitely look into mold issue. Mold issue is so common in Dubai or anywhere in the world. And it comes up as a very subtle symptom. You would never link it. Even IBS, which is digestive issue, very often is candida. When you remove candida, your digestion becomes perfect. Your regularity is perfect. Your mood, the energy levels, the sleep becomes perfect. It's the mold issue. People assume, oh, no, this is the, um, the food. It's not always the food because a lot of people actually already eating clean more or less clean they're not eating terribly but it's not helping because the parasites are so hard to get rid of unless you really target them for a certain period of time so mold and parasites are separate issues right are they separate right. so what do you what do you suggest people do if they aren't feeling well and they suspect you hear mold a lot what what do you suspect they what do you expect they suggest they do there are, there are tests, there are blood tests that you can do, like organic acid tests that can establish the mold condition in your body. Again, this is not something conventional medicine recognizes. They don't even practice. If Okay, if you're Russian, for example, I'm Russian, right? I'm born, in, born and raised in Estonia, but coming from a Russian family. And we grew, we grew up on a lot of knowledge from Russians. Russians are very strong 
I'll give credit when credit is due. Very strong in medicine, in alternative medicine. Very strong. Like a lot of like peptides, like uh, created by Russian professor, uh, longevity. Like they do a lot of the right things. So for them, these tests are normal. Organic acid, you come to a normal GP and they do, okay, let's test you for more. Uh-huh, you probably have some parasites. They, it, it's normal. We as kids in our schools in Estonia, because again, that's where I was. It was used to be part of Russia before Soviet Union. But anyway, that's not the point. First of September, every single kid goes into a full parasitic uh, testing. It was mandatory in our schools. Oh. And, and, and then and identified that was communicated to the parents. There was like an antiparasitic cleanse for kids. That's it. That's like normal. Where do you see that nowadays? No. 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 So this is the this is the different kind of um, conventional medicine approach. So if a person doesn't know, they need to educate themselves how to test. It's everything online. We live in a world like everything is online. Find the test, do the test, and then go to functional medicine doctor because my, functional medicine doctors they recognize the parasites, toxins, um, the mold, candida, viral infections, and it's all being treated right now but not by conventional. That's why more I want to see more and more experts talking about. We, as part of the HealthNAC team, I just brought on board a person who is now restarting our online consultation, targeting mold issues, targeting parasites, and targeting bacterial and viral infections. Now you can book a consultation with the HealthNAC, and and that person is in charge. Yes, it's everything. There are already things that, and you and I encourage everyone to work. I encourage everyone at least once a year to do anti-mold uh, protocol. I encourage everyone at least once a year to do anti-parasitic cleanse because chances are, if you are a breathing human, you are you are you have parasites. And they sit in pancreas, uh, they sit in your gallbladder. They they creating uh, gallbladder stones, uh, parasites. It, it, it's your insulin resistance, uh, you know, contributor. It's also your indigestion contributor because the enzymes are not produced in the right way they're sitting all over your body this is something that a normal human thing no i don't have parasitic. uh do the test stool test shows nine people out of ten do have parasites okay not all of them causing issues that i agree with but in in many cases they do because it causes inflammation they produce continuous toxicity in your body they take your nutrients they take your iron they take your minerals and and there's so many other things right so um, bacterial infections, take it like bacterial infections, like IBS, they easily could be because of the H. pylori infection. That's a bacterial infection that sits in your gut lining, creates a bunch of inflammation, reduces your own acidity that you stop digesting meat because a lot of people actually went vegan, not because they don't want to be, they, they don't want to be um, for ethical purposes, let's say, but because their body almost refuses meat. They say, I can't digest meat. It's probably not good for me. Huh? check your acidity levels, you know, check your... So when I worked on my acidity levels, I started to crave meat and I listened to my body. So I was vegan for almost 11 years. And then and then I realized, oh, I have very low acidity. There's a test that you can do. And uh, when I replenished my acidity with extra stomach acidity, I took nine pills at a time for me to even feel something in my body. And then my meat digestion became perfect and I started to crave it. Now I'm eat meter and I'm a pro eat meter right now. So there's like, um, there's certain things that your body is super smart. It's an intelligent me mechanism. If, if you cannot digest meat, it will almost send you the signals to your brain stop eating meat whatever and you as a human will find the, your own justification why you don't want it but it's it's on a phys physiological level you know yeah i went through that with eggs last year when my digestion um 
See? took a bad turn. And it was, I was eating them because they say eat eggs, right? Eat eggs for protein, eat eggs. And I was almost like shoving them in my mouth because I was so grossed out. And then I've done a whole gut cleanse and now I'm craving eggs again. I totally get it. Like, I totally understand that. It's, but you, you will come up with every reason not to. We're very, we're very bad at, you must know a lot about this. We're very bad at connecting the dots, which is why I guess we need testing, right? Because what you ate yesterday, one plus one, we're not able to put it together. Do you see this? Yeah. But also we have so many allergens at the same time throughout the day. How do you know which one? This yeah. is why it's important for me. I always say to my clients, um, like you need to, like you, you don't think coffee contributing to your actual fatigue, which is oxymoron right <laughs> but when you stop coffee for one week and see your energy levels and then introduce the coffee and the anxiety comes on it's like it makes makes you really tired i'm like that's your answer but we don't do that like we don't do like same for the gluten you don't know if gluten contributes and go for, without gluten for two weeks and then introduce gluten again and see how you feel again we don't do that so for me coffee i already know coffee for me doesn't work i don't metabolize coffee at all even though i still crave it sometimes and sometimes once a month i treat myself and it's okay Okay. but straight away I do it I'm like uh, you know it's, it gives me this weird like uh, feeling buzz I don't get it like much it doesn't give me it gives me energy but everyone is different you got to listen to your body and that's what I did with my breast breast yeah. implants I want to talk about your breast breast body. Yeah. yeah so so tell me tell me what happened you you had implants like many many women um yeah and then okay so let's talk about it and it felt like so innocent as well. And it wasn't even that long ago. It was only five years ago. Um, but five years ago, I was a completely different human too. And even on the psychological level, like now, for example, if I do have scars on the on my breast, right? For now, my mindset, I really, it, it's meaningless to me right now. But at that time, it was different. So you, you're, you're, it's almost like a, a physical uh, kind of like, expression of my very different mindset right now but i did get them on five years ago and i really didn't do any research i thought absolutely every single person has them they're totally fine they have beautiful healthy babies and they look good and everything really at that time i i was already super healthy but i i was still a slave to societal or my own kind of whatever we, we know what it is <laughs> um so i got them uh, since the moment I get them, I regret it immediately. They're too big. They're not me. I don't like them. And I feel like, you know what? It's probably, I just need to give it some time. Then immediately I lost sleep. So I could not sleep anymore at all. So my light, my sleep became so light that I was almost like literally saying I have insomnia. You couldn't sleep in a certain way. They were hurting. Uh, the moment you turn around in the awkward way, it's it, it gives you like a sharp pain straight away. So I got super upset. So straight away, my mental um, understanding of this new outer object is that they're causing me pain and that I cannot sleep. And that I thought, okay, give it time as well. It needs to heal. And it did heal. It got a little bit better. But then every now and then the, the pain would come. Uh, but then it got settled. But one thing never settled is my sleep. Since then, it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I could not sleep without very harsh and intense dose of sleeping pills. And I don't take like super chemical. I, I would take like something natural, but I would also take a melatonin and went from five milligrams to 60 milligrams per night and still it was not helping. So um, 
I tried all my health snacks. I tried everything. Yes, I could sleep only with extra dose of hacking myself. So that was like the most obvious thing. And I could not link it to the breast implants. There's absolutely no way. Sleep and breast implants. It doesn't make sense. They were looking good at the end. They, I could feel that they are totally fine. Uh, they kind of settled there. This the problem, the body created capsule. But in the last year, it's almost my body started to throw a tantrum, literally. Say, Natasha, you don't listen to me. Let me make it worse for you. Uh, night sweats came. Mm. So every night I would be drenched in a night sweat. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not, this, I mean, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Maybe there's something that my body's trying to tell me. Um, I tried like some hormonal therapy just to rule it out. So I did some progesterone and some this, this, this. And then it's just like, no, it's just, and then, then I did some cleanses i did i did everything and they were not going away and then uh my lymph blew up that was my latest in the next maybe six months so all my lymph lymph nodes everywhere uh got inflamed and then i did the test for the inflammation marker and it shown and showed a very high crp which is a c-reactive protein which is a marker for inflammation and then i'm like me inflammation me from everything that i do to reduce inflammation and i'm like so there's something we're gonna and, and then it's just intuitive i feel like you know what i do i did some research on the like i, I found thousands of women talking about how their health completely deteriorated not right away but over the time from the breast implants and showing the symptoms completely non-related and if you really think about it yeah it's an outer object you cut out your lymph yeah to insert to insert and lymph is connected so this part of the body now getting cut out of the lymph flow which is your major detoxifier these things i did not really think of at all um there's no point to beat myself up for it i'm just trying to make it up for it and apologize to my body and like sincerely apologize to my body for being absolutely idiot and i wish these things are educated and i about and and these things i i don't know we learn in schools as part of the health you know we really do not understand this no matter how intelligent you are don't even beat yourself up we are all brainwashed in a certain way so i said okay you know what based on everything what's going on clearly it has contributed maybe not so much but at this point my mindset has changed i don't want an auto object i don't want to um get old or age with the outer object in my body they don't belong it's a toxic bag and then i just flew to miami i found a doctor who only removes them he actually refuses to put them in even though he is a plastic surgeon he says i only do this for health purposes and he removes everything and i kind of trusted him i, I looked at the testimonials because again my analytical mind is very structured so i found the way the men that i could trust maybe not going to be the most beautiful job but for the health purposes i found the, the, the right person for me and i flew and i really beautiful energy and i've shared it on my page who i did it with and, and then yeah and then fast forward yeah they became not very fluffy they became scarred and but i still have something there going on you know <laughs> uh, but my self-love is on another level now it's like almost like i really don't care but fast forward two three weeks like around three weeks so still night sweat would come and go after i removed it for about two three weeks and now they're completely gone completely gone i do not take anything for sleep 
at all, not even a little bit of glycine or L-theanine, just something harmless. I do not sleep at all. And I go to bed at 11 and I fall asleep and I sleep throughout the night. I don't remember the last time where I would sleep the, throughout the night, even when the mosque goes up at 4 a.m., I can't hear anything. Um, shocking. Shocking. This is how quickly your body rewards you for the right decisions. Hmm. Even though I'm still, I'm sure I'm detoxifying a lot of things and it's healing. It's, it, it's I, I mean, I got cut open. But the sleep, wow. You don't understand. I could actually wake up, even though I'm a health snack, it was embarrassing to share. But I could not hack it because the, the the external was not the problem. It was an internal problem. And 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 this is unbelievable. And I don't know how to link it, breast, breast implants to insomnia, because a lot of people actually have completely different symptoms, like fatigue and some, some other thing. But insomnia. Okay. Wow. So that's, so that's where I feel like some people, some immune system, okay. I will not say it's bad for everyone. I'm just saying, tw think twice. You have a right to make your own decision because a lot of girls are super happy with it. It gained them confidence. They feel feminine. Amazing. But I'm just saying that that's my story. I'm not going to be a propaganda. I'm just saying not every immune system loves it. You don't know how your body will react. It's a Russian roulette. Maybe in five out of six people will be okay, but that sixth person will really suffer from completely unrelated symptoms until you remove them. So this is just the only thing that I have a message for, you know, like to, to the other women. Well, you're not going to hear about that either when you go to a surgeon and say, hey, I want to have some plastic surgery. You're not going to hear this side of it. It would be a terrible business model. And so a lot of the times do you find anyway, they don't really even acknowledge it. So you're just not going to get that informed consent of, of the stuff that can happen. Unfortunately, it's even positioned as something completely harmless. Like you go to any clinic is like, feel beautiful. Like, hello, what are you promoting? That I have to do that to feel beautiful? Come on, how about feminine, powerful energy? You know, how about like being super intelligent and caring and nurturing? Come on, like I can get super aggressive now uh, by hearing this and I probably will when it's presented to me and, 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 and I want to destroy that opinion and that propaganda. But that's why it's super important just to step back as a woman because we are like, we are, we are bombarded with just this, 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 this. Uh, and as a man, of course, as well, it goes both ways, you know, like uh, bold men have complexes. I love bold men, bold men. What's the problem, you know? But it's like, because it, it but I understand where their insecurity is coming from. I get it. And we are both slaves to it, both men and women, just in different ways. So maybe we should encourage like, and, and give ourselves more confidence, uh, like compliments, you know, on, on a regular basis. And, Forget about even others. Give yourself a, 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 a compliment, you know, like, but it takes time. Honestly, I feel it comes with age, to be totally honest. Loving yourself unconditionally comes with age, period. Yeah. Speaking of mental health, what what are your sort of, what's your top recommendation for people? There's a lot of people struggling uh, right now. What's your sort of recommendation for helping yourself through mental health challenges? Sometimes there is nothing you can do to 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 really help yourself and the world unless you actually hack it. You do need to hack at this point because rationality doesn't help. A lot of people feel helpless. What do you do? Just suffering for no reason is also not not, not good for your health. Like you know that, that I was having the conversation yesterday with my friend and she's like, I just feel like 
I just hate the world and and I can't I I'm in so much pain and I'm I and I understand because I'm in the same position but maybe because I'm a bit more I don't know how to say aggressive maybe yeah in the way like I express myself I said you know what it's you cannot help the world by feeling more miserable it's just it's not so you to be able to help the world you have to take care of yourself first because then you're strong enough to stand up and speak up and and maybe you have to you have to stop feeling selfish to take care of yourself and prioritize your health and wellness at this point you have to to a degree you have to stop feeling everyone feels guilty for living the life right now everyone feels guilty to eat breakfast everyone feels guilty to to share something positive everyone feels i mean if you're a healthy human being you feel guilty but it's not fair also you cannot d- discard your own health and wellness in 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 the name of someone else's you cannot you, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad but what you would do is to help yourself your nor- nourishing your nervous system and that you can do through l-theanine which is an amino acid great for your to 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 distress and and help you with this anxiety and sleep G- glycine like i take chamomile tea you know instead of coffee right now like certain things you can do and i think everyone should be doing this right now and I just posted on Health Mac, uh, uh tips on which actually nutraceuticals to take to help you get through this because you can still get involved. You can still share and support uh, the cause, but without you being in a really, really distressed mode, you know? Yeah. How about, okay, food is just sort of a nutrition is a quagmire. And I love when you go through the supermarkets. I always wonder how you manage to do that. I feel like they would chase me out, but what what's just is there is there something in your mind that impacts almost everyone that they can that they can take out or be aware of when it oh comes i have to a food? few of those i don't know how many do am i allowed say to whatever have? yeah, yeah. I, right. for me i have uh, like maybe 10 okay key health habits that i think absolutely everyone should introduce um First of all, stop deep fried food. It seems innocent, but it isn't. And it's not about calories. I love calories. If you if you see me, how many calories I consume, like oils everywhere. It's not about calories. You cannot gym your way out of the inflammation. It's different. So deep fried foods, very often, I would say 90% fried in the oil that is not heat stable and that turns into carcinogen. So you're literally consuming a pure toxin. No matter if there is a, a lot of people are so funny. They put, they, they order, I don't know, like a deep fried asparagus and assume that they're healthy. This is like the most hilarious thing, you know? Oh, like this is healthy. It's a vegetable, but it's deep fried. <laughs> um, so yeah, like obviously French fries goes, goes without saying, but I'm saying all deep fried. There's like, um, I don't know. They have like a crab deep fried, like anything deep fried in the traditional oil, not the uh, air, um, oil um, what's this air fry sorry air fry not the air fry i'm talking i'm talking deep fried food stop eating that that's one thing i would stop i second thing i would stop eating seed oils and seed oils they're in all this um plant-based milks like all this oxidized seed oils Um, i would go more 
uh, olive oil, coconut oil, butter if you want to, ghee is fine. Okay, just this to is stop, like, those are in a lot of snacks too, right? Those are in the... It's, it's everywhere. It's in no processed food pretty much. That's it. So that's why going away from the processed food, eating more at home or eating from the restaurant that you kind of trust, but asking them what are they what oil they're cooking it with. Most people say canola oil, sunflower oil. Uh, I would say I pay premium charge me more but make it with olive oil a lot of people will do that and i do that i'm a nag i'm allowed if you don't do that i will <laughs> you know what happens i'll go i'll go ration on you <laughs> um so this is small small things like another thing stop snacking stop snacking destroys your pancreas destroys your digestive system eat two, three times a day and do not eat in between. Drink in between. You're not supposed to be eating. You're not supposed to be drinking during your meals. Every time I sit down in the restaurant, what do you want to drink? I'm like, I don't drink when I eat. What? <laughs> All the time. The brainwashing, you have to have liquids with your food. I don't need water to help me swallow, you know? Like if, if, if I do, then I'm eating very wrong food. <laughs> literally so uh, a lot of people really drink a lot and another thing they drink cold water before what happens when you drink cold water or, or water with ice which i see all the time before your meals it blocks your bile your bile gets solidified solidifies your bile bile is part of the digestive process it doesn't open your um digestive system it actually shuts it down shuts down liver and it solidifies the fat that you consume in digestion so most people who uh, take cold liquids before meals, they literally shutting down the digestion. So this is another thing I wouldn't do. I would drink something warm before meals, like a small cup of green tea, ginger tea, whatever, or just a hot water to open up, take a few breaths, and then I'll start eating. Definitely not drinking a lot of fluids, which I, people see like sometimes half a liter during your meals. I'm sorry, you're diluting your acidity one, diluting your enzymes. And again, forget about absorbing anything. You're going to be bloated and just... Uh, trigger your IBS symptoms. That's it. So this, these are obvious things for me though, but it's not obvious for a lot of people. So these are my basics. And then obviously I don't need sugar. If I want something sweet, it's going to be something super clean, a dark chocolate, or I'll make myself hot chocolate, like a healthy one with honey, uh, dates, or, or I, I, I I'm got obsessed lately with like a dark chocolate spread with hastiness, which is super clean. And you put tahini in there and you swirl together some seeds. I like this stuff. Like if I really want something dessert, like I would not go for a milk cake, for example. It's just not me. So I will surround myself with um, with healthy desserts that because those weak moments do come. And if you don't plan, you are, you are, you are going to be in trouble. I plan like Einstein, you know, I travel, I have my own food, I have everything that I need. If I on a plane, I have everything in my bags, you will always find either matcha stick on the go, you know, or you find some honey on the go, you find like dates on the go, like you got to plan. Otherwise, forget it. It's croissants everywhere, gluten everywhere and sugar. So, and yeah, and, and yesterday I think I bought for my, like I, I crave dark chocolate. So I bought some dark chocolate, you know, Ritter Sport, everyone knows Ritter Sport, super commercial, but there was no other option. And I chose the darkest chocolate with hazelnuts. I thought it's the healthiest. And I eat it, I eat one and I'm like, oh my God, this is still so sweet because I'm so sugar-free. And I give it to my team to like my admin and she's like that's not sweet at all natasha i'm like see my palate is changed mm. so this is like uh th these are the basics coffee I, I i coffee gives me anxiety and i can't sleep with coffee uh not even i can't sleep with coffee it's just i can feel like it's like my body is like giving like 
getting super weird energy. But again, it's very individual. So test it out. Bread, I don't eat bread unless it's sour or a really high quality. I buy online and I do crave sour broad bread. And sour sourdough bread is actually good for you. There are crucial B vitamins there. Yeah. Thiamine and a lot of things are good. So balance. I think that's enough, no? <laughs> I think that's good. That's quite a lot. My last question is, do you think it's possible to be too obsessed with health? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just make a business out of it, right? And then you just... <laughs> just like, I, I got it already. Like, I got it. It's like people think it's complicated, but I got, I found my way of integrating into my life without suffering. I still go out. I don't drink alcohol. I still go out. I dance more than people who drink because I don't have this stigma. I'm like happy, you know? When you're healthy, you produce healthy hormones. You don't need hacking. When you are healthy, you have your own amazing amount of dopamine, serotonin, pheromones. Uh, you don't need alcohol. Alcohol is actually the opposite effect for me. So it's, I found my way and everyone in, in this world can do the same. You can, you should be obsessed about health because you have one body and it's not about living longer. Who cares about that? It's about living amazingly right now. And as you age, still live amazing and not depend on anyone, not to be in a wheelchair and don't forget, like, don't stop, stop recognizing your loved ones. It's not about living longer. It's about living vibrantly, joyfully. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for Keep having teaching me. us about everything that we aren't hearing everywhere else. <laughs> Have a nag. <laughs> we'll follow you. Yeah, health nag everywhere. Health nag on the website and, and uh, all social media. You do great videos, educating in little bite-sized bits. It's really cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll nag you later. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.